yesterday sucks, but it's in the past. So how do the Mariners move forward from here? We'll be talking about that here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, edit. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. I'm feeling a, bit of, uh, a little bit better today. I, I, I've seen the light, Colby. I I slept, I thought about it, I sat on it, and I feel better. And I want to talk today about why I'm optimistic about this team being able to turn things around and recover from one of the most awful losses you could possibly suffer in a a postseason game. And we're also going to get into the pitching matchups, of course. Luis Castillo versus Framber Valdez for Game 2. We also know that George Kirby is now starting game three. That was officially confirmed by Scott Service today. Service also said that Eric Swanson has been and is available out of the bullpen, which ugh, that makes last Either night's thing even more. Either he's lying I was, or he's stupid. I, uh, I, was, I was really hoping that we were going to hear that, uh, yeah, actually Swanson is not available, but that would also create another argument about why was he on the roster in general. I digress. Last night sucked, but I do want to get a couple things out of the way here, including, you know, our emotions as a fan base coming off of that game and maybe going a little too far with it. Now, it was brought to my attention that Paul Sewald didn't actually delete his Twitter last night. It was about a week ago or so, at least according to Soto Mojo, and I don't keep up with players' social media profiles, so I'm, I cannot confirm that, but that's what I've heard uh and um but that being said it is not cool whatsoever to attack players or coaches in any sort of manner whatsoever this is a children's game at the end of the day it is a game we are talking about baseball it does not have any impact on the real world it's entertainment yes it makes us really happy we do get really invested in it but some things are just taking it way too far and adding players on Twitter, threatening coaches, all that stuff. The players see it, by the way. Players do see it, so whether or not Paul Seawald deleted his Twitter because of it, it doesn't matter. Players do see it. Coaches still see it. Let's be better as a fan base. It's just one game, and it's just baseball at the end of the day. It doesn't matter to that extent. That's just way too far. Don't do it. It's gross. Secondly, on yesterday's show... I listed a stat that was completely wrong, and I failed you as a host. It's on me as a host to be on my P's and Q's when it comes to numbers, when it comes to stats. I said yesterday that Jordan Alvarez was hitting 833 against Robbie Ray, which sounds ridiculous now that I'm not incredibly emotional about everything that happened. But at the peak of my emotions yesterday, I I, uh, reiterated that stat, which I read on a Twitter account that I trusted, and uh, and I just went with it. And that's, that's on me. That's a huge mistake on my part. Thirdly, the other item that I want to cover here uh, real quick, uh, there's obviously been some uh, talk uh, about what the Seahawks and the Mariners will do about game times on Sunday if there is a game four of the ALDS. We now know 
what the plan is there. So if there is a game four of the ALDS, which would be played at T-Mobile Park, the Seahawks are going to push their game back, uh, kickoff for their game against the Arizona Cardinals back by about an hour and a half. So it'll start at 2.30 Pacific time instead of 1 o'clock Pacific time. So with that out of the way, Colby, I am feeling optimistic, and I know you're not, but I'm feeling optimistic. I know you still think it's over, but I'm just going to say real quick, vibes up, forks down, M's and four, let's do this thing. And the reason why I'm optimistic about them getting back on track starting tomorrow is Framber Valdez's history in the postseason. He's pitched a lot in the postseason over the last couple of years for the Astros. Pitched a lot in the World Series. He pitched two games in the World Series last year against the Braves. Nine appearances, 43.2 innings pitched, 42 hits, 22 earned runs, 42 strikeouts, 18 walks, nine home runs. That's a 4.53 ERA with a 5.31 FIP. Opponents are slashing 259, 341, 457 against him. And look, he had 25 consecutive quality starts this year, whatever that number was. But after that, after that streak ended, it's been a little shaky. Had a good start against the Phillies on the last day of the season, but, you know, everyone clenched at that point. It's the Phillies. He struck out 10, didn't give up an earned run. But before that, he had a couple of really shaky starts against the Rays and against the Orioles. And so I think you're you're facing him at probably the most opportune time to face Framber Valdez this season. And your offense is rolling right now. You know, they were great against Verlander yesterday. They were, you know, obviously great when they made the comeback against the Blue Jays. They jumped all over Alec Manoa in the first game. The offense is in a good spot right now. It's actually rolling, which is pretty incredible considering how boom or bust this offense has been for most of the season. But right now we're seeing the boom side of this offense and it's coming at no better time. And, Right now, the, the Mariners basically have to ride that unit as far as, they, as far as it can take them. So I think with the way the offense is playing and the way that Framber Valdez is pitching and the fact that you have Luis Castillo, the guy that you traded for to be your ace this year, is going to be on the mound. I think the Mariners are a good spot to uh, bring this thing back 1-1 and head to Seattle Tide and head to Seattle with a chance to advance to the ALCS without having to go back to Houston. Not much of a chance. Um, Here he goes. I mean, it's not even really a good chance you win tomorrow because, you know, Castillo will go out there, go seven, give up two, and they'll lose two to one. Or Scott will go back to Robbie Ray to prove a point, and this time Kyle Tucker will get him because lefty-lefty, you just have to use a lefty against a lefty, even though your best guy against a lefty is a righty. Um hasn't pitched in a week, uh, but he's available. Trust me, he's available. I just haven't used him because I guess I'm stupid. I, I don't know what the the logic is behind. It. Was there a follow up? Then are you brain dead, Scott? Like what? What? Walk me through Robbie Ray because he said our process was great. That's a lie. You liar. Your process was terrible. Your process was so bad that if I used the words I wanted to use, I wouldn't be on the show tomorrow. So. Yeah, I'm sure a uh, lot of people are egging you on now to say those words. So you, you're not on the show yeah. anymore. <laughs> I'm sure, but it's not going to happen. You're stuck with me. Uh, but Scott, your process was poo poo. All right. It was garbage. Uh, you folded like a cheap suit. Own it. Move on. Say I screwed up because you did. You did. Stop saying you didn't. You did. Best guy in the league against lefties right there in your bullpen. And you're like, nah, let's go with the worst with the, with the worst arm I have. 
in the highest leverage spot imaginable. That's the way to go. Yeah, screw you, Scott. I'm still mad at you. Um, that being said, for Amber is, uh, you know, like you said, he's struggling a bit, but he's a very, very good pitcher. He's right up there with, uh, you know, with Verlander in terms of it's, it's a devastating one too. It'll be interesting to see what the Mariners decide to do with their lineup. Um, because, you know, this is the first lefty they'll face in the, uh, in the playoffs, first lefty starter. Uh, so do we see Dylan Moore? I assume so. Dylan Moore mm. will probably start, I would assume in left field. Um, do we see Luis Torrens? Is he catching for Cal Raleigh? Is Luis Torrens playing, playing second, second base? base. Yeah. I mean, it's a possibility. <laughs> I, I think you probably would rather have Adam Frazier at second base, even against the lefty, just because of the defense. But you're down one nothing, you know, and, and can't you be feeling too great about your bullpen right now. Uh, they've kind of imploded the last two games. So, you know, do you need to win a shootout? If you do, you might want the better bat. But Luis Castillo is a ground ball pitcher. So don't you want best infield defense you can get? It's kind of a, a catch-22 there. Um, and why, you know, why Has would the you bullpen pitch? imploded, though? Because it's like it, yes. Paul Seawall gave up four, and then Paul Seawall yes. allowed the base runners on. And, I mean, like, yes. Munoz gave up a home run. But, like, that's yes. two guys. Munoz wasn't good the last two times out. Paul Seawall's been a train wreck the last two times out. You can't use Robbie Ray whatsoever. Brash has struggled a little bit. Now, he's gotten through it fine. But you've watched him. He does not look like the same guy. Uh, you haven't seen Swanson at all, so I don't know what the heck to think about Eric Swanson right now, where he's at. You haven't seen Boyd at all. So clearly they don't trust him. Um, so yeah, I, I'd be worried about the bullpen. So how do the Mariners attack this? I think it's pretty much going to be the same lineup we've seen. I just think you're probably going to see Dylan Moore in left field. Um, and then Terenz, it's hard to imagine they start him at second base in a playoff game. Um, and you're obviously you're not benching Santana against the lefty. That's his better side. Uh, you're not pinching Ty France. He's been very good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much Raleigh or bust. Uh, and are you going to take Cal Raleigh out of the lineup right now? Eh, probably shouldn't. Uh, so even from the right side, that might come down to how his wrist is feeling or how his uh, thumb is feeling, though. So we'll see what they decide to do there. But I think Moore is going to get his first start. And I think if the Mariners are going to go back to Houston at 1-1, one, 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 I think your dream of playoff demo might have to play out because they they need something. They need something. I'm and, making the shirts, uh, man. One way or another, I'm making the shirts. <laughs> I think the only way you can make the shirt is if he hits a home run off of Framber. Um, so Crawford we'll boxes. See. I mean, he doesn't even need to get all of it. Just saying, I, you just I mean, gotta pull a pot fly. Just gotta pull a pot fly. Look at Jordan's double yesterday. Seventy nine mm-hmm. miles an hour off the bat. One forty expected batting average. Only ballpark in America where that's a double. Were those two runs important? I don't know. I can't do math. Mm. So Now, to be fair, Ty France also got one because of the Crawford boxes. That was more because Jordan Alvarez is a terrible defender. So, yeah. Uh, and also, by the way, let's let's not overlook that terrible sin Manny Acta had. That we'd have had runners on first and third with Cal Raleigh coming up against a struggling pitcher. You're like, nah, let's get Ty France thrown out by 15 feet at home plate for the vibes, I guess. What are you doing, Manny? Don't think I forgot about that either. I know Scott's taking a lot of the arrows for you right now, but that's also on you. We could have been up he, like 14 to nothing, but no. He's we, competing. He's competing. He's, he's a competing. moron if he thinks if he's a moron if he thought Ty France was going to score on that. So, yeah, a very rough day for the Mariners coaching staff. 
uh, yesterday because their process was stupid. Their decisions were stupid. And they deserve to wear every single bit of that loss yesterday. But we're on to tomorrow. It's a new day, Ty says, because yesterday yeah. doesn't count for anything. Even though they needed to steal a win from somewhere in the series and they had the perfect opportunity to do it. And they let it slip they're gonna, their They're going to do it tomorrow. They're going to do it For the vibes. That's not a stolen win. That's a win you gonna, need. They're, they're you had to steal a win somewhere in the series. You had your chance to do it yesterday. You didn't, which means now you either have to beat Verlander again or you have to win a George Kirby start against Lance McCullers. Actually, you have to do both. Yeah. Great. Five's up. Fantastic. Forks down. Forks down. I have no other choice but to be optimistic. They're going to play the games either way. I have no choice. I'm still going to watch, but doesn't mean I have to be optimistic about it. Listen, man. The theme of today's shows... Next segment. The the theme of today's show... Next segment. mm -mm. The theme of today's show... Is learning from our mistakes. Scott Service is going to learn from his mistake. We're going to learn from our mistake of doubting the Seattle Mariners. Doubt it. Oh, you'll you'll learn. You'll learn. You'll learn about learning from your mistakes on Sunday night when the Mariners win in four. Now, before we go to our next segment, again, vibes up, forks down. Come on, buddy, say it with me. Vibes up, forks down. Say it. it's down is Ty's IQ. Next segment. Let's tell the folks about Roan. Uh, you're... I'm going to get you by the end of the show. I will get you. Okay. I will get you by the end of the show. I still got like 15 or so minutes to, to, to wear you down. Tell the folks about Roan. We all know that when you look good, you feel good. But sometimes looking good means putting on uncomfortable fitting clothing that doesn't breathe and limits your mobility. The dress shirt in particular was due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man, and here's why. Firstly, mobility is everything. Roan's comfortable four-way stretch fabric provides breathability and flexibility that leaves you free to enjoy what life throws your way. Secondly, looking good is easy with Roan's styles. It's time to feel confident with a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. And with Roan's wrinkle release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt. It's that easy. And thirdly, let's talk about Roan's odor-free tech. With Gold Fusion anti-odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long. And on top of that, Roan is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner altogether. I received a commuter shirt from Roan, and I got to tell you, it's one of the most comfortable things I've ever put on my body. The commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to Roan.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to R-H-O-N-E.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N. It's time to find your corner office comfort you're listening to the locked on mariners podcast thank you so much for making us your first listen we're all vibing here folks right if you're if you're listening right now let me get an m's and four down in the chat if you're watching on youtube let's get an m's and four let's get a colby believe in the mariners fives up forks down we are going to wear them down by the end of the show i promise you that I promise you that. Because, Colby, as much as it felt like Alvarez's home run 
last night counted for like 15 billion wins. It only counted for one. Astros still got to win two. Still got to win two more. Out of four. Out of four? Yeah. They have to Doesn't split matter. the series. Still have to win. Still have to win two games. Still have to win two games. Oh man, where will every day is a new two game. Wins against George, Cur- struggling George Kirby and Logan Gilbert, struggling, and George maybe Kirby. three days rest Luis Castillo. Oh no, you're gonna pretend. Also, Verlander's not. gonna have to go on short rest. You win the next two games, Verlander's gonna have to go on short rest on su- on Sunday. Yeah, but you have to win the next two games to do that. Yeah, what in and the Mariners' past makes you think that they can handle Lance McCullers? Because they've never vibes. done it before. Vibes, Colby. Vibes. Oh, the vibes are so good right now. After you just the vibes, the vibes are immaculate because I've decided loss. they are. The vibes are, are immaculate the, because you are I've... the first team in playoff history to give up a walk-off home run in which your team was down by multiple runs, and the vibes are good. Get out of here. That's incredible. By the way, that's an incredible stat. I know, right? I, <laughs> right. The fact that's it's, never happened before. What? I know. It's it's like the it's like the Cal Raleigh stat where they were like Cal Raleigh's the first player in MLB history. To hit a pinch hit home run to send his team to the playoffs, like really, that's never happened before. I buy that more than the Jordan stat, though. Like that one, like seems yeah. like that should have happened by now. Like all I mean, the playoff kinda, games we've seen, all the drama we've seen, all the go ahead homers and all that, like yeah, it's just kind of weird. Like, that never happened. Yeah, just kind of like you think about like Joe Carter's home run. You think about mm-hmm. uh, what Bill Mazeroski in the '60s. You think. You think about Kirk Gibson and Kirk you're Gibson, like, yeah. N- yeah, none of those were multi no. multi run home runs, huh? Those are all Aaron Boone's shots. home run. Well, obviously, you know, like we we know we're yeah. just listing famous home runs, but it's like out of every single clutch home run in postseason history that we know about, none of them were did exactly what Jordan's did. Yeah. <laughs> like all all of them were you were either down by one or you were tied. Like that's every home run, huh? It's crazy. In the ninth inning, in the bottom of the ninth, or extra innings. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. But Colby, as Jerry Kelnick said, we ain't tripping. We ain't tripping. He's going to say he's not playing tomorrow. I'm not tripping. And the Mariners can't afford to be tripping, by the way. And because Mm -hmm. the Mariners can't afford to be tripping, they can't care about any of this. They have to just move on. They, again, they have no choice but to be optimistic about the situation because they have to play these games no matter what. You're trying way harder to sell your point than I am mine, which makes sense because mine is the correct one. It's over. It's done. It's toast. Turn the lights out. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And I know he's doing a bit. I know he's doing. That's why I know that I'm going to get him because he is doing a bit. He is doing a bit. He might not seem <laughs> like it. what? But he is doing a bit. I'm going to break you into being optimistic about the Seattle Mariners. Going to break you emotionally. And but in a happy way. Not in this episode. Mm, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I still Mm -hmm. got like 11 minutes. I'm looking at the timer up there in the left corner. So better get to it. (laughs) Oh, man. Look, if the Mariners don't care, Mariners fans should not care. About this. They have to move forward. We all have to move forward. It's all in the past now. But you still have such a great opportunity here. You still have such a great opportunity here. You win tomorrow. You go back to Seattle, and you don't have to leave Seattle if you don't want to. You do not have to go back to Minute Maid Park if you win tomorrow. don't think that's a thing of desire. I think that's more about execution. 
I'm just saying the last bit again, of sample size we have on the Seattle Mariners is that Scott Service can't execute. But again, so, offense is rolling right now. You got Luis Castillo it? going tomorrow. I believe in George Kirby. Clearly, you've you just think because Not he struggled shut against down Detroit the that he's just. I mean, he doesn't need to shut down the Astros. I don't yes, think he, personally. Yes, he I don't think he needs. If he can Lance go, with, if he can do what Logan Gilbert did yesterday, if he can do what Logan Gilbert did yesterday, which I don't think was a, was necessarily shutting down the Astros, he just had a good start. If he can do what he did, if he can do what Gilbert did yesterday, I think the Mariners are in a good spot to win that game. I think they are because also here's the thing: McCullers, yes, has historically just dominated the Mariners. But this year, he's only pitched in eight games. He's been dealing with a lot of physical stuff. And he's walking a lot of guys right now. The Mariners, wow. they walk. Sounds like a walk, lot of opportunities to run into double plays. That'll be fun. They walk and they hit home runs. Colby. They hit into a lot of double plays. They're going to hit a lot Is of Lance home McCullers runs. Is Lance an extreme Saturday. ground ball pitcher? I can't remember. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah, but he's he only is. pitched eight times this year. He's only hmm. pitched eight times this year. Imagine that. Hmm. He's only pitched eight times this year. He doesn't have the seasoning. He doesn't have the seasoning, man. He doesn't have I mean, the seasoning like, right now. I think like the eight-year career is plenty of seasoning, but okay, whatever. I mean, look, you got to get back into a groove. We all know this. We all know this about pitchers rehabbing. We all know this. He might not be on the top of his game on Saturday. Two months isn't enough to get back into a groove. Look, man, it's eight starts, and he's been struggling with the walks. I'm just saying, I can see an outcome here where George Kirby puts together a start like Logan Gilbert did yesterday, and McCullers, you get to him for about three, keep that game tied, and then you get into the bullpens and see what happens. And this is the part where you're going to be like, well, yeah, because you could trust the Mariners' bullpen. Whatever, man. Whatever. I choose to believe in the Mariners because I don't have any other option. I'm not going to I'm not going to sulk for the next few days. And if they do get eliminated, if I'm completely wrong, if I look like an idiot, I'd rather look like an idiot in this way instead of just being a complete pessimist and the Mariners own me. I'd rather be optimistic about this team because look, they've given me plenty of reasons to be optimistic. They've given me plenty of reasons not to doubt them because I've doubted them in the past this year. And they've made me look like a giant big dummy, which I don't really need any help with that anyway. But Listen to your episode today. Hush you. Hush you. I will break you in a nice, kind way. In a, in a, uh-huh. in a, in a, in a happy, friendly way. And you and uh-huh. I will optimistically watch the Mariners tomorrow as they win. And again, uh, M's and four. M's and four. Yeah, that's that's dumb. Uh, Ty, you sound a bit though. Maybe there's bar or something that you could you could eat snack down on well colby if you haven't tried built buff uh built bar puffs yet built (laughs) built buffs you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys and guess what there's a new flavor you ready delicious indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate that's right built has done it again and let me introduce you to your new favorite Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It will be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. 
And like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's so good. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKEDON15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Again, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5 for 15% off your order at Built.com. All right, you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Let's uh, let's wrap up the show with um, what does Luis Castillo need to do tomorrow? Straight up, like not like obviously like <laughs> you made the joke about like he needs to you know he'll go seven scoreless whatever and they'll still lose two to one. But realistically speaking, just knowing what the offense is doing right now, taking into account some of Valdez's struggles in the postseason and just as of late, what would you like to see from Castillo tomorrow? How can he best set up the Mariners to get this thing back to one, one perfect game he needs to Don Larson it. Um, how about that? A Don Larson and Bill Mazeroski drop on the same episode. Look at um, you, Look at you. Yeah. Jerry, Jerry DePoto would love this episode as a baseball yeah. historian. The, the, these, yeah. these drops, these drops, it's incredible. It's incredible. All right. I'm pretty sure I have a assigned Bill Mazeroski photo on my desk really? somewhere, but Yes. Giveaway? Um, Giveaway? Question mark? Yeah, anyways. Uh, <laughs> pretty much has to do what he did in Toronto. Uh, you got to get the leadoff guy. You got you to gotta get him off the bases. You can't have, you know, yesterday Houston generated a lot of traffic, uh, even when they weren't scoring runs. Leadoff guy got on four or five times. I think they scored in four of those instances. So you have to keep the leadoff guy off the bases. Uh, you always have to be in a position where you're only one pitch away from getting out of things. Um, so he pretty much has to do what he did in Toronto, throw a lot of strikes, get guys off the bases early, avoid the hard contact, or, you know, limit the extra base hits as much as you possibly can, uh, basically dominate and hopefully go like eight innings because I don't know who to give the ball to right now because frankly, they all kind of suck and I don't trust Scott service to pick the right one anyway. So I don't know. Maybe Luis Torrance is out there. I'd rather have him out there pitching to Jordan than I would. Hey. Dominican big boss who descended who descended upon us from the heavens yesterday generated two double play balls only got one double play out of it but generated two double play balls so then you only generated one (sighs) anyways uh castillo has to be you and your numbers and your logic i don't like you i don't appreciate you Uh, today (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, Luis Castillo has to be, uh, he has to be really good. I mean, there's just no way around it. You're not going to win this game. If Castillo can only go five innings, I don't care if he goes five shutout innings. If you know, he's at 110 pitches after five and you have to pull him, like you're going to lose. You star, like you, you have to get deep in this game because the Mariners bullpen right now, it's lit. It's not deep enough. All joking aside, you can't trust Paul Seawald. You can't trust Robbie Ray. Do you really, really trust Diego Castillo yet? Do you? You shouldn't. Andres DBB. Munoz has been Andres DBB. Munoz has been top very ten bad. anime character. And Andres Munoz has been pretty darn bad his last two times out. Brash looks a little overwhelmed at times, but you could still use Brash fine. But they won't even touch Matt Boyd. So do they trust him at all? And it, why is he on the roster if you're not going to use him? I don't get it. So yeah, it just it's hard. You know, Festa. Do you trust Festa in a big spot? I guess you could use Eric Swanson, but we know Scott Service isn't going to use Eric Swanson. That would be too smart. So uh, I, I don't really know what to tell you. Like Castillo's got to go six, seven, eight innings. Uh, he's got to be efficient. He's got to avoid hard contact. He 
has to put the Mariners on his back, much like he did, uh, you know, in, uh, in Toronto. And it'd be sure be nice if the Mariners could do what they've done in two of the three games uh, in the playoffs so far and get an early lead that that would help a lot. Not that it helped yesterday, but you know, it's in the past, I guess. It is. It is Colby. Sorry. happened. And you know what, man? Same result as if you lost one, nothing. Same result as if you lost 20 to nothing. Not true. It all counts for one win. It all counts for one win. Not true, know, but you know, hey, not true. you know, because the way that you lost, yeah, it sucks. But hey, I, you I have know you, no know, other choice even, but to move on. You don't on. even believe that. You, you don't, don't have any choice that. to move on, but, but you don't you have don't any other choice but that. to move on here, man. No, you don't, but I don't have to. I'm not a player. I can sulk as much as I want in the past. I'm a fan. That's what fans do best. Too they bad. look at the past. So too bad. No. We gotta look forward, I, man. I will look I, forward. No, I'm not. I'm we're on to game about, two. We're on to game two. You are. I'm not. I'm on game one. And then tomorrow, when we do our post game show, I'll be looking back at game two. Always looking you got, over your shoulder. Never if you guys want forward. us to be looking ahead, check out today's Control the Zone episode on Patreon because we are not talking about this game because I don't want to be we're in gonna, a bad mood all day. So we are not talking about yesterday's game. We're gonna be talking about some off season stuff. We're also going to be talking a lot about the Seahawks on there. <laughs> because, For reasons. And, and maybe even the Kraken, which, by the way, Kraken season opens tonight. Colby's not going to be able to watch it, though you said that you found a workaround for that, right? Nice. I can if I want to, but I'm going to put mm. as much effort into watching the Kraken as the Kraken put into me watching them last year, which is none. Go Kraken. Shout out to Locked on Kraken. Shout out to Erica. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, hoping for a win tonight against the Ducks. Let's go, boys. It's hockey really season. Let's go, boys. Yeah. I'm over the Canada jokes. I guess I couldn't break him by the end of this episode. Colby's Told unbreakable. You. He's unkillable. <laughs> Colby Patton well, I mean, cannot unless, be killed. Well, that's not true. And unless they win game two, then I'll criticize you for not being optimistic enough because that's just mm. the way I roll. So go, Luis Castillo. Make it so Scott Service can't be a moron. Go nine innings, only throw 95 pitches. Maddox. I'll allow you to give up like two or three hits. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Uh, but that's it. Only singles, so no extra base hits. That's off Obviously. limits. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, you have to try and find a way to win one nothing. Uh, hopefully, off an error by like Jose Altuve, because that's the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Me personally, uh, though, I've decided M's and four. So let's get right. an M's and four chat. Or let me get M's and four down in the chat. Okay. And uh, this was a completely unhinged show. And also, uh, a Colby, shut up, be optimistic for once in your life. Let's also get that in the chat. Now, I didn't need to actually ask say, any of you to uh, do that. Have you I'm, ever needed to prompt anybody no, to take yeah. shots at me in the chat? No, 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 no not at all, so. not at all. But you guys know what to do. It's your thing. It's your thing. You, you, you know, you're, <laughs> you're playing your role. And criticize uh, behind the keyboard, but know that you mm. need me because I'm the guy that keeps bringing you back to the show because you hate my guts. You're welcome. All right. So I say the things that everybody's thinking but don't want to say. It's true. It's true. No, I actually, I saw a couple comments last night that were like, you know, Colby's saying exactly what I felt. And see, there's an audience for everyone, folks. There's an audience for everyone. Yes. I am the hero you need. But not the one not you the deserve, one. or is it the other way around? Whatever. Everyone gets that line wrong. I'm Batman. See? <laughs> 
Nailed it. Hey, what what are you uh what are you serving for dinner? Justice. There you go. Good one. All right. The most unhinged show we've ever off, done. That, yeah, that caps off the most completely unhinged show. This is our actual personality. This is what Control the Zone sounds like most days. So if you like this, subscribe to our Patreon because this is what it yes. is. <laughs> We're yes. all over tomorrow, the place. It's tomorrow me being be... overly optimistic yep. and trying to break Colby into being optimistic with me and failing constantly. It's We've explained this before on CTZ. Uh, if you guys are familiar with Parks and Rec, I am Ben Wyatt. Ty is Chris. Yep. Uh, you know, from like early season three, you before know, they both lightened up. That's that, our that reminds me. Mm-hmm. I have a message for Scott Service, Robbie Ray, and Paul Seawald. Oh boy, Scott Service, you are amazing and wonderful, and I love you. Robbie Ray, you are amazing, wonderful, and I love you, but I kind of hate you right now. But I love you still, Paul Seawald. You're amazing, wonderful, beautiful. And you're a sprinkle of sunshine. Yeah, none of that's true. <sighs> that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us tomorrow, here. tomorrow, guys. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see how tomorrow's game goes. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very dependent on how tomorrow's game goes. If they just lose, I'll be back to normal. If they lose because they put Robbie Ray back in the game. Now, if they put Robbie Ray in the game and he strikes out like three and doesn't give up any hits or runs, how do you feel? Same? Yes. Wow. It really is true. Colby Patnode could not be killed. That's going to do our first show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Titan Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow after the Mariners win. Peace. Mm.